We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in to this Monday, <clears throat> Monday, Jesus. Okay. Pull your, right. pull your, uh, Screen. Yeah, to you right there, right, there. right here. Perfect, perfect. There you go. Okay, sorry. We had, I, we had I, a camera I, issue today. We're we're back to the old days of a of a a clip on camera. We're gonna get it all worked out, but there was no way to get it worked out in the two or three minutes that we had this. I morning. didn't mean to curse, and it's definitely not Monday. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the uh, Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here this uh, this morning. Yeah, the picture is a little different in it. Okay, whatever. We're we're we're. We're getting through it. We're going to get through it. We'll, we'll, it's I'll, better than it could have been, or what we thought it was going to be there a second ago. I'll so, get uh, Caroline over, and we'll get it. We'll get it all worked out. Yeah, um, yeah, it might help to lower my angle a little bit. So anyway, uh, sorry, we're all over the place. Yeah, it's not Monday. It is Thursday. Um, <laughs> first of two shows here with you. We'll be back for hand raised guys tonight. What to talk about? Well, uh, I'm, I'm not high. I'm not high. I'm I'm, I'm a little high strong. I don't think I'm anywhere. In, Neil's over here delirious. I'm a little high strong. I don't really know what's going on. So anyway, we'll we'll see where the show goes. Show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Uh, sorry, try to give me ten bucks. But to do that, all you got to do is download the uh, Exxon Mobile app or just take a picture right there at the QR code at the pump, and you get uh, ten dollars off your tank of gas that you were filling up a thousand points. There with the Blue Sky location, the Oxford Exxon, all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. Lunch specials, five sixty nine, two sides of bread, thirty two ounce drinks, and more. So take advantage of those things with the uh, Blue Sky and the Oxford Exxon again. Two from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundred. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundred. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do. Let's hop into a uh, Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Guest, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Also in New Albany. Great Burgers, Po' Boys. Uh, appetizers, beer selection, full bar, and more at Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford and New Albany. 
So, uh, plenty of places to start. We will uh, at least uh, begin with a uh, little basketball to get it out of the way, because otherwise I might forget, and who knows where things go. I mean, yesterday we went into Ted Lasso and Betty White, so who knows with, uh, with today. Ole Miss, a valued effort last night, losing 66-60 in overtime in Knoxville. They led for uh, 75% of the game, the live stats tell me. I know most of the uh, the time the Rebels were ahead. It was their SEC opener. Um, it was an abomination of a basketball game in a lot of ways. Ole Miss had 27 turnovers. Uh, I think Tennessee had 19 turnovers. Tennessee shot – I mean, it was – Tennessee's three-point percentage, let me find it, it was 29%, and that's including hitting like four in a row to close the game. Yeah. Um, Ole Miss actually was 50% from three last night, shot 44%, which – they shot pretty well, but it just stunned me because I watched the rest of the basketball game, and it, in my head I couldn't go, "Oh, something went well. This was this was whatever." Because it was it was it was an ugly basketball game. Went into overtime, and Twitter was great because everyone on Twitter goes, "We didn't need any more of that." Like that was a, <laughs> no, 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 just someone win didn't really matter. We did not need five more minutes. That is not what we needed yesterday. But uh, you knew when the kid made the three to send it to OT that you knew where the game was going. You knew Tennessee was going to win the overtime. The the play for Ole Miss that will frustrate them until they get over this one will be Luis Luis Rodriguez shooting the three with 13 seconds left. I think is what it was it's when stupid. you had the ball to take last shot because I mean quickly here we always talk about analytics. If you hold it, if you make the shot, you win. Even if you hit it, they're going to get a shot to go back down, set up their offense, run the thing. It was just it made zero sense. Once Ole Miss got possession back there with enough time to run out the clock, you had to hold for final possession because. Let's be honest. You are not winning that game in overtime. Well, you had to hold for final possession and get a better shot at it there. You had time to get the ball into Ruffin's hands, let him drive, maybe get fouled, put the put some onus on the officiating. Give yourself a better opportunity. You played so well defensively, so awful offensively. And then even before that, though, you had a possession where you got an open look to Fagan, who had had a great game, and he's got a foot out of bounds. Mm-hmm. You've got to line up properly. Look, I may talked about it afterwards. Twenty-seven turnovers are just, just, just. You, you, you can't commit twenty-seven turnovers. I mean, if, if you tell somebody, "Hey, you guys," what is average? I mean, like half of fifteen. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, like... I mean, you tell somebody you're going to commit a turnover every minute and fifteen seconds or whatever. They're going to go, oh, we, we lost. Ole Miss played really well defensively most of the game. I, I was watching. They did. I was watching on my phone at Oxford Grenada Soccer last night. They won? Yeah, they won. They okay. mercy ruled them. Okay. Uh, Carson was disappointed because I think he thought this was Grenada's so bad that I think he thought yeah, this yeah. was a game he might get some, okay. some minutes, but they won too quickly. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I. They they defended well. They defended with a lot of intensity. They came out and played really hard. There was no woe is us with Jarkel Joyner being out with the back injury. The COVID issues weren't a big deal because the guys that were out with COVID probably wouldn't have played anyway. Um, just an opportunity to win a game, and they didn't, and and it's kind of who they are at this point. They play State Saturday, 7.30 for, uh, for that one. That is, uh, again, three – is it three seven thirties in a row? Is that what we said yesterday? That, it's three in a row or three out of four. I don't feels like one. my luck, but yeah, yeah. So seven thirty against the Bulldogs on uh, on Saturday night for whatever that's uh, whatever that's worth here back at uh, at home. Um, 
elsewhere. Alabama ended up beating Florida, right, yesterday? Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. They were up late, so I assume they won the game, but I did not see a final verdict there. But I think that is right. I'm pretty sure that's right. You are? I can ask Siri. I mean, it's fine. I got it. No. 83-70, Alabama over Florida last night in Gainesville. Yeah. Florida had a uh, three-point lead at the break, and then Alabama went on it. They won the second half 47-31 yesterday. That was good. That loss to Memphis is what is still a little puzzling on a one-game basis. But For the people who just jumped in and, and on, into the stream and you're uh, – the camera thing is freaking you out. The camera that we normally use for Chase is out this morning. I don't know what's happened to it. It may have COVID. Um, so we had to we had to break out the old um, clip on. Yeah, and Chase, At least we had it. And Chase is a hard typer, and that makes his oh. that, that makes the camera shake. Oh, that's true. Chase types hard. <laughs> I bang the keys a little bit. He it's, does. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's So that's the deal. I don't really know why. We'll try I mean, to get it. We'll, we will try to get it fixed. And it's also a little worse today. right now because I have a band aid on my finger, and I feel like I ha- I'm like I have no sensation, mm-hmm. and it's the index finger, so it's sort of hard to type and 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 do whatever. But it, it is what it is. You're just gonna have to deal with it. We'll hopefully have it better for tonight or for sure for next week. So. It's true. The camera was not masked, and this is what happens when you don't mask. It's things just fall apart. Disaster. The picture's pretty good. I mean, for a camera that's old and was like thirty bucks. I mean, the yeah. the actual picture, I'm I'm pretty pleased with. If I'm if I'm honest, I've got a really nice camera over there that we've just not done anything with. That, but I'm I don't know how to do it, so I'll have to get uh, Caroline to come down and help. But she's asleep right now. I'm not about to wake her up at eight o'clock with Hey, come. Oh, come on. No, just for fun. <laughs> no, let's, let's let's see what happens. Let's not. <laughs> that that doesn't end well. Hey, you're an intern, sort of. Hey, head on yeah, down. That's let's, true. Let, let's, let's get this done. Uh, anything else on basketball before I move on? No. <clears throat> I mean, look, it's it's Ruffin's a fun player to watch. Uh, I was happy for Ty Fagan last night because he's kind of taking some heat, and I really like Ty. Um, I didn't think Rodriguez was very good last night. I didn't think Brakefield was very good last night. They get a a lot out of Brooks. You know, just it's a very likable team. There's a lot of a lot of kids that are easy to like. Kermit's great with us. I mean, great with us. Very honest, very open. Just so far, it's just this year. It's not working. Feels like one of those one of those years where it's just not working. But they went to Tennessee without probably their best offensive player and and had a real shot to beat a good team. And it would have been their fifth straight win against ranked opponents. It's that's not their problem. They get ready for games. They get, they just chase. They just kind of don't have enough ball handlers, and you see that against when when Tennessee turned the defense up, Ole Miss turned the ball over. And that's not something you can fix. That's not a hey, let's just coach them up problem. That's a that's not a really. player problem. Yeah, it's players yeah so i mean uh so just a quick thing you're not gonna spend any time on this and we talked about this a couple weeks ago but i i noticed this morning when i was doing a little bit of prep is that todd mcshay put out his 32 prospects for the class which i guess would be equivalent to first rounders but it's not it has nothing to do with need it's he's just, not projecting he's just, who, yeah, he's who just ranking the them Jaguars. in order right. correct right 
And his ranking is like, whatever. I'm not really worried about that. I still think it's ridiculous that Aiden Hutchinson is number one. But beyond that, um, I'm not even rooting for him to be a bust. He seems like a likable dude, but it just makes no sense. I, I'm really tired of the, well, look how good he can be in that one game. Okay. Very average the rest of the time. Yeah. Couldn't hold Will Anderson's it's hard to, jock. It's hard to put that Georgia performance out of, <sighs> out of your mind. I'm a little biased on this, too, because of recency, because I was reading a Bruce Feldman story this morning about Alabama where they had talked to a bunch of opposing coaches and doing that kind of story and whatever. And it's like a thousand words of how good Will Anderson is. Yeah. And the fact that he finished fifth for the Heisman Trophy still is something that I have not gotten over to this point. Um, he was on my ballot. Anyway. I, I know I'm, just a, that, I'm just a fan site guy. I, I could never. Well, you have a ballot. I, I do, but I could never have like a One ballot. One of 2,000. I could never have like a ballot with something important like the. My, most valuable player awards like in the NFL. that. I could never yeah. be an MVP voter, for example, because. Oh. So we mentioned this, and this is not. This has nothing to do for anybody that's listening out there. We, I know we have Arkansas fans listening in Missouri and whatnot. This has nothing to do with Matt Corral and Ole Miss. I, I, I continue to be every day thinking I, I would want nothing to do with Kenny Pickett as my quarterback. In the NFL, okay. Why? I, I think, well, frankly, he feel I mean, he had a hell of a year, mm-hmm. but he feels like really, really good college quarterback. He, I'm telling you, he. I know, I know you cringed the other day. It's Mitch Trubisky. He doesn't run as well as Trubisky, but he's the big body, and they like that kind. That's of, all Trubisky did well. He's like this mix between Trubisky and Daniel Jones. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm just not. Trubisky's deal is he's a hell of an athlete, and his athleticism wowed everybody. I mean, he can really. Yeah, he can run. Yeah, Pickett. He's listed. In McShay, he's listed one spot ahead of Corral. Pickett's number one. I mean, McShay's number one quarterback in the draft. But other than his stats, he opens up his evaluation with this: his arm strength and pocket mobility are average areas in his game. Hold on. It's a problem. I, I, I mean, hold on. So he can't throw the ball down the field, and he has a hard time moving in the pocket. I, I, I'm at a loss here. Like, I just don't – like, the upside does not appear – I mean, look, and I know he's, he's going to be a nine-time All-Pro, and we're going to play this clip over and over and over again for years. But, <laughs> I mean, it just – it doesn't make sense to me. It, it just says his his toughness in the pocket, fast eyes on progression, and awareness and holding the safety stand out. Decision-making is improving. Okay. It just feels weird. There's sure. something about it that feels really, really strange. I don't know. What do they say about Corral? Where do they have him? One spot back, 17. It's 16 and 17. What's the scouting report? Corral improved as a pocket passer and a decision maker in 2021, but those are still work in progress areas. So you give Pickett, but but here's the point, I guess. And again, I'm not really trying to be a Corral stand. It's just the point that Pickett went 13 to 9 touchdowns and interceptions last year. And they talk about, oh, his great decision making. Corral made a very similar jump, jump, and it's still a work in progress. It's just been a little bit of a weird juxtaposition there on how the, the two are considered. He's tough and mobile in the pocket. He has a nice quick release, getting the ball out on quick game throws and leading receivers into extra yardage. He had blah, 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 blah. His run game ability is also playing a big part. He had 614 yards on the ground along with 11 scores. He suffered an ankle injury in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. It's a fair report on Corral. It was not yeah. really nothing to do with any of that. So, I was talking to a couple of NFL people last night. Oh, really? About what? Just stuff. Just catching up with friends. Huh. And uh, we talked about Corral, and they both said the same thing. Just the only question on him, really, from a league standpoint, is I mean, they don't really they don't really think it's going to be a problem because he's such a smart person. 
but that there is going to be <clears throat> an adjustment to an offense that's four reads instead of one. <coughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But they don't think it's going to be a problem. They love his arm. They love his athleticism, his competitiveness, his leadership, all that stuff. He's, they think his intangibles will, will pop off the screen. I think they're all hopeful that, that he can be back in time for the combine. It was the last one we were talking about, whatever, of um, – um, it said he's had a lot of this or that throws instead of a normal progression that, right. that, that you would have, I think, is the way right. they categorized it. If you see this, do this. If you see that, do this. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah, quick. Which is good for college football. Makes sense. Sure. But, the goal is to win at the college game. But at yeah. the pro game, that won't work. That's too simple. The fake slide was – Frankly, should be illegal and was a really neat play. I will give people that. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's very creative. It was, it was a great play, and it should be illegal. He took advantage of a rule that wasn't there yet. Which, I mean. I tip my hat. I mean, he's he's the Tim Corbin of college football. Um, so, I, I just, I don't know. I, I would be a little bothered. I mean, because I, I guess what I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, surely the Saints are not going to take Pickett, and I'm beginning to get in my head a little bit. I, I think like it's in that range where I'm like, <laughs> I wonder why we were so obsessed. Now, yeah, now, now, now we know. Yeah, I was Fair like, <sighs> I'm just kind of looking where he's falling. I said, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. So, um, so what NFL teams are going to be in the market for a first round quarterback? Um, let's see. Hold on, and it may take a minute. So I might have to do this on a break. All right. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll look for it in a All second. Right. Look, look that up okay. Not while you are uh, while you're doing that. I'll tell you that we're brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. We're also brought to you by BroThrow. It's a social sports betting network, free to use. Uh, it's a really cool, fun way to bet. No third party, no juice. Over time, that's going to save you money. You can start your own group, make friends, invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. You can take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more. It's brothrow.com. You can get yourself registered uh, there. Get registered and um, get started. We're also brought to you by Dead Soxy. It's deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Enter the promo code Rebel Grove on any order and get 25% off the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market today to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Automation Control Systems LLC is a complete electrical control system solution provider based out of Baldwin, Mississippi. They're also a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. ACS has a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. ACS can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much more. It's a full-service AutoCAD services provider and a full-service fiber optic cabling solution provider. If you're in need of custom HMI and SCADA solutions or large horsepower VFD specialist, ACS has you covered. It's uh, ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire state. 
in all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. This week's property spotlight is on the Village at Madison, located in historic Old Town Madison. The Village at Madison will feature roughly 60,000 square feet of Class A restaurant, retail, medical, and professional office space, along with 75 zero-lot line residences, with Pinpoint handling the leasing for the commercial portion of the development. The development is located on the corner of Madison Parkway and Main Street in Madison. Cobblestone streets, iron railings, and gas lightings will serve as signature elements of the development. Call uh, B.B. Mitchell, Sam Cox, uh, to learn more about this great opportunity at 601-586-3220. Podcast also brought to you by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float-down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Podcast also brought to you by GNM Pharmacy. That's GNM there on South Lamar in Oxford, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. Beer prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it there with G&M or Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. Same services there if you are in Holly Springs. Uh, all right, so CBS mock draft an hour ago. And now it has him going lower, but I think Matt Corral would take this all day nonetheless. So I'll look at the rest of the draft in a second. But they have Corral the third quarterback off the board, which seems ludicrous, but Nonetheless, that is what they have. Okay. They are moving him down because of the ankle at the moment. Okay. Um, which is fair to a point, but it should be fine to the point, everything I've heard. Well, you have to remember now, these are mock draft people, and they know they've got to milk this till May. So they got a minute. So you got to move, yeah. you got to have some drama on So your they have the Giants taking Pickett at five in this one. I mean, God bless you, Jeffrey. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, right I, I, there, see, I felt something for my friend. Right yeah, there. I mean, see, you did, right? <laughs> did. As much as I'm the one over here doing it, you go, oh. I oh. did. When you said that, I said, that, that's going to hurt Jeffrey. Oh. That's going to hurt a lot. And I, and I like Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey's been really good to me this fall. <laughs> one pick behind that, my my buddy Ben and Hip, he's going to suck here. Malik Willis to the Panthers at six. Oof, I, I, mean, I, I would just stop at that point. That's I, good news for the Saints. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Do yeah. that. Sounds great. Um, I, I think he would take this. Matt Corral falling all the way to 17. Okay. To the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah, it's a great fit for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, All sure. day long. Great fit. Yeah. Hey, you're going to make a little less cash at 17, but you're a Steeler? Yeah, I'm in. Going to have better protection up front. Going to have Najee Harris back there. Great organization. Great coach and Tomlin. I mean, Mike Tomlin would have if if something happened and Pittsburgh fired Mike Tomlin, he would have fifteen offers within ten minutes. Oh yeah, God. I mean, yeah. and then uh, closing out the first round, one more quarterback going: Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati to Detroit at thirty. Okay, with their other pick. So it's is, it is four first four round. first round. They have the Rams pick at thirty from the yeah. Goss Stafford thing. And then other teams that are potentially in the market for a quarterback, mm -hmm. the Texans, the Saints, uh, the Red, the Washington, the Admirals, and the Eagles. Is it going to be the Admirals? Well, did you see that yesterday or two days ago? They announced the date that they're going to announce. You know, it's like February. It's Groundhog Day. February 2nd. And right. then people realize that if you go to uh, WashingtonAdmirals.com, it redirects to the Washington football team website. Oh. So now look, somebody else could be playing a joke. And could have just done that, but that's at least a thought. 
What's the mascot for an admiral? Is it one of? It's I mean, the a, problem is it almost kind of looks like a patriot a little bit, doesn't it? Like, yeah, it's a little bit of a sailor. What do you do? You like break out the Vanderbilt Commodore and let him run around? He could play bar and Vanderbilt doesn't need him. That's true. I mean, he doesn't really have to blow that horn at Vanderbilt very often. They can That's find, true. find a fill in. So I. Matt Brown says, I need Jeffrey on the pod as yeah, soon as I mean, that I mean, can we do a live show when we know that's coming? You know what? An NFL draft live show would actually be kind of fun. Yeah, you're just hanging out. I mean, we do a Thursday night show anyway. Yeah. Let's try to do that this year. That'd be fun. Okay. That's a, that's all good. It got mentioned in the stream. Uh, God, that's a good question. If, if, I'm a, if the Saints take a quarterback that's not Corral, who am I less pissed off about? I think I'd rather have Willis than Pickett. I don't know. I, I, I do. Neil's always as close to the camera. I have a different camera, Chet. Yeah, um, Chet, Chet missed the first announcement. Yeah. We the, the regular camera is out. We didn't know it until just a moment ago, so we had to scramble. We'll we'll have it we'll try to have it fixed. But it's it's not fixable at this very moment. Yeah. Uh what do you think? I mean, I know it was a joke, but in all seriousness, Barney Farrar's show calls is up. Uh, Matt Corral quote tweeting yesterday about him. Obviously, very well loved with the players. Mm-hmm. There's a GM job open. It it's is. not going to happen, but I'm having a hard time understanding why it doesn't happen, if I'm honest. I mean, look, I'd be thrilled for my friend Barney Farrar. Can we put that back in like 16? Can I, can I move a quote back like six years and go, hey, Neil, Neil well, in 2022. But no, going, no, let's do this. No, 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 I know, I no, know, no, I know. Let's do this. Barney Farrar was told by people, yeah, <clears throat> I know. certain people, what an asshole I was. That I was out to get him. I was this, that, was that. And then the first time we had a conversation, he was like, oh. And then we kind of got to know each other. At the gym. Yeah, yeah. Got to kind of know each other. And as we did, we kind of became friends. And then after that, we became friends. Barney fell on the sword for Ole Miss. He followed the code. He did. He followed the code. That's the better way to put it. He followed the coaching code. He took the he took it for Hugh. He did. When people say, how did Hugh Freeze not get hammered by the NCAA? Barney. Because Barney took the hammer. Yeah. That, that's That's why. Barney said it was my, I did it. I know better, but he did. Now, his show cause, is is it over or is it just almost over? It's five years from the date. That was 17, so 22. We're getting close. We're right there. Yeah, we're, I so mean, it's not quite there, yeah, but it's but almost there, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's there enough that it's over before a signing day, and even if you hired him, you would have no issues from that standpoint. You okay? Probably should say it a little more believable next time into the microphone. Yeah. Um, it, it, would he do a great job? Yeah. One hundred percent. Would he? Would he help? Would he help? And you know me. Now I'm never going to be Mr. Mississippi made. I'm never going to do that. I don't. I don't think that's who you have to be. I do think you've got to recruit better in Mississippi than Ole Miss is recruiting for this to really work. I do. I. I, I don't think Ole Miss is prepared today to be a national brand. You might get there. I want to make sure I'm doing this right where I don't upset people because I'm not trying to upset anybody. 
you can get there. I just don't think you're there yet, and I do think you have to climb a certain ladder to get to that place. And Barney knows literally everyone, everyone in yes. Mississippi. Yes, knows recruiting left and right. Knows the program left and right. No, I'm not. I'm not sure that. Forget football. Yeah, I'm not sure that you couldn't drop him in a Walmart and pick your town <laughs> and pick a union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and within ten minutes he could have fifteen people that he's like, oh yeah, I, I knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah mama. He, know, and, he yeah, knows yeah. everyone. He also knows where every bone is buried. Yeah. He's he's got it. Do I think it happens? Probably. Optically not. it doesn't happen, but I'm telling you, dude, of all the options that I've heard as even potential possibilities, yeah. It's a no-brainer. Sure. Oh, it, w- listen. From a straight tangible what you bring to the job, not, not even Well, like the other name people someone mentioned Austin Thomas yesterday who LSU fired. Well, Ole Miss hadn't was whatever with him for at one point. Yeah. 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 Nothing against him, but what does what does he bring to the table other than he's been looking at the kids? See, the other thing with Barney is I, I think Barney's a really good talent evaluator, and he's what he's great at. And this is this is going to help us segue into something. Okay. What Barney is great at, and I do mean great at, yes, is talking to people, and at the end of the day. And Chet's going to say this is me talking down to people. I'm not talking down to people. I'm trying to explain this. There's a tendency, and we do it too, to look at these football players and see just football players. We see height, weight, body type, 40 time. We said the robotics of it. Yeah, we see football players. But when you, the one thing that you do are reminded of when you go to like one of those junior day things and they check in is there's a mom and a dad and a grandmother and all that stuff that have gone to all of these games and camps and stuff, and this is a big decision. Because when you get to a point where you're a kid who's got offers from, let's say, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Auburn, Tennessee, um, LSU, okay? Those are your five schools. And you're from Picayune. All five of those visits are wowing everybody. From a facility standpoint Mm -hmm. and stuff, are like, whoa, this is amazing. All five. You walk into Tiger Stadium, and it's like, whoa. Then you walk into Vaught-Hemingway, it's the same thing. It's incredible. All the weight facilities, all that stuff. Comes down to people. Barney is great at, and I do mean elite, at connecting with families. Figuring and, out what their 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 it is, their purpose is, what, what they're looking for. And then along those lines, without getting, them getting without, their trust. Without them knowing it, he's great at figuring out who's the decision maker here. Which let's be honest, has been one of Ole Miss's problems at times when they've lost guys, they picked the wrong decision maker. It's been the problem yeah. the last few years. They focus in on the wrong this thing. This is the one and that's not the one. Yeah, I mean, to Barney's credit, Barney Farrar told Hugh Freeze two years out, this Leo Lewis thing's a bad idea. Let's drop it. And Hugh wanted Leo Lewis. He wanted him, and he was, by God, determined to get him. Well, and the other thing, too, is Barney would have done a really good job if he'd just put him on the damn field. Of course. All this ends if you just put never, him on the field. It never happens. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, Hartman's got a point here. That's what we're talking about. Relationships with people, being comfortable with people. He says Barney would not only be the best salesman in a car dealership, but after a year he might own the joint and he'd buy from him and your mama and everybody would too. Sure. Yeah, that's exactly what yes. it is. Yes, he has elite people skills, especially in a place like that. Yeah. Where people are coming in and they're a little nervous and he's unassuming. Yeah, no, I mean, he's great. And he's energy in your program. I mean, kids love him. I mean, mm-hmm. kids love well, I mean, him. So Matt, I mean, yeah. not like Matt. I mean, Matt Corral hadn't been around Barney for four years. No, kids love him. Now, is it going to happen again? I, I don't know. And Probably I, not. And I hadn't talked to Barney in a minute, and I hope he's doing well. But I I kind of doubt it. Would it make a ton of sense? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes, it makes so much damn sense. And it's also your way of kind of giving one – giving one of the fingers to the NCAA. Like, hey, fellas, you know you screwed us, right? We know you. We know that you screwed us, mm-hmm. and we think we know that you know you screwed us, so we're bringing him back. God, why do we never use that for a headline over the years? Hubris, H-U-G-H. Oh, my God, that's good. Oh. I'm, like, kicking our own tails now in, in retrospect. I'm kind of in a delirious mood. Otherwise, I would that would like kick in some of the depression right there because that was a missed opportunity. Oh God! Wow, that's so good. Mm. <laughs> it does hurt a little that we didn't use that. We yeah. could have used that on the day he got fired and just oh, just printed that and put it in the studio. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Barney would be willing to come on the show tonight and have a conversation. <laughs> Probably not. I, I don't think that's uh, Probably not. I, I, what, what he's been able to do, and, and, and I, mean this, I mean this seriously, I mean, he got screwed. I'm so thankful he's been able to stay in the system and run his pension up. And yeah. from just a life comment for a second. Like, sure, He's course. been able to stay in. He went to Mississippi Juco's, done a good job, stayed employed. Yeah, I think he was at Pearl River Jones, and then he's been home. So like he's been around a little bit. He's at Holmes now, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Neil's Neil's a little scatterbrained. He's been all over the map the last uh, yeah. day or so. I anticipated this being kind of a chill week, and it has been anything but. I called him last night to talk about the weather as soon as the basketball game was ending, and his response to me made me think he was like that GIF where the guy's got like all the posters up on the wall where he's like diagramming crap and like putting stuff, and I was like, whoa, like how I walked into that today. I was just saying, hey, if the roads are bad, you want to attend? Like, it's all I said, good. you didn't think we were having this conversation. Yeah, I was like, oh, hell, all right. Um, So... Yeah, I, 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 I'm, look, I'm not predicting anything else on Zach Evans. I don't know. I yeah. refuse. I'm done. I'm just going to update the story each day. And then one day probably delete it because it's a really good story. <laughs> that coffee table book. Yeah. Zach Evans, Evans commits to Ole Miss. <laughs> the bizarro world that we're, uh, that we're in. Uh, I, I want to talk about what Neil was talking about a second ago. We'll segue into that in a minute. Um, so just to kind of fill time for a second. Hashtag score for It's good. See? It's really good. Y'all are on it today. <laughs> it's really uh, good. <laughs> they say nothing to see here that they always do this, but um, I think there is a legitimate possibility of the Super Bowl getting moved. Um, it is currently set for SoFi Stadium in L.A. Uh, for whenever the Super Bowl date is. But the Grammys yesterday was postponed indefinitely. Um, obviously, California is one of the quicker states to lock down in, in COVID times. And contingencies 
have been they always do contingencies, but it feels like they are being ramped up in 2022 versus past seasons. Um, the obvious one, and they have reached out to them, is AT&T Stadium in Dallas should another uh, venue be needed for the Super Bowl. I bet there's some venues in Florida that could get ready in a hurry. Well, look, the NFL is going to play its game. Well, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Well, why would you not? Yeah. So, Look, I mean, if California wants to go that, frankly, woke, that it will give up the Super Bowl, I kind of tip my hat. I mean, I do. I kind of go, hey, you know, kudos to you guys. You're you're in. Because it's kind of like this, though. Once you entertain all those people in Los Angeles that come out there for the Super Bowl, you don't get to turn around and go, hey, fellas, it's really dangerous. It's kind of like the people in Oxford who are upset today that the mass mandate didn't kick in at Oxford High School, but they spent the weekend in New Orleans. No, no, you don't get to have both. You don't get to be terrified for your children in the third grade and also party at Pat O's all weekend. Nope, nope, doesn't work like that. Got to pick one. Got to pick one or the other. If you're going to be scared, be scared all the way. Hey, the Rebels made the Sugar Bowl is not an excuse to drop the fear for 72 hours and then come back and go, hey, we must mask the children. No, 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 no. No, no, you don't. It doesn't. No, no, no. Doesn't work like that. We'll see. I, again, no decision been made, but I just thought it was interesting that that got really, really ramped up yesterday. It feels more possible than just uh, normal. Uh, hey, just in case something happens, guys, we're going to do this. No, it felt 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 stronger than that. Good felt for like Texas. Was, a lot of money in Texas. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of stadiums went. Hey, we're we're in. I mean, we'll. I mean, I be. Would, there's a certain governor in Florida that probably said, "Hey, we got about four stadiums here that could pull this off." Yeah, just pick one. We'll go yeah, ahead and play it at Camping World, Raymond James, Hard Rock, Jacksonville. Even if you want it, it's just there. tell us. We got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, we'll talk about it in a second. First, take back. I'll uh, see Northeast Spark N E S P A R C service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford studio. Also, uh, I have it at home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone services available, parental controls, network security, and much more. So get the best center around. Call their office for details. That's 662-238-3159. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry in Oxford. Lamons 1126 North Lamar Boulevard has been serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century, basically. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, sponsor Hand Raised Guys, which will come your way tonight. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call 662-429-4429. College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet in Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. You can visit the College Corner at collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford, or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we are brought to you by Pinnacle. Uh, what's today, Thursday? Yes, that's yeah, correct. I need to 
touch base with Martin Palomo, let him know got to get Carson to school. Uh, we should be taping a mind on my money later today. That's brought to you by Pinnacle. Uh, the clients in twenty more than twenty states, advisors in multiple states as well. Pinnacle provides detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and so much more. Investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. It's uh, mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. And we're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Listen, if you're thinking about traveling, you're already planning like a summer trip, maybe uh, the you're, you're planning a, a spring break trip, you're going skiing or something like that. There's a lot of different protocols in different places, especially if you're leaving the country. John knows all of this stuff. It knows the back of his hand. He can save you a lot of heartache, a lot of trouble, and a lot of money. So give him a call, give him an email, give him some parameters and a budget. He will give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email at jedwards at regencytravel.net. Podcast is brought to you by Nickstan and Associates, nickstanoxford.com. For all your real estate needs in the Oxford area, the buy side, the sell side, they will take care of you. I've used them multiple times. So a name you can trust in the real estate business of Keith Graham, Clay DeWeese, and their team of associates will help you out. You can click their uh, link in my signature on the message board and tell them Robert Grove sent you. 662-281-1200, nickstanoxford.com. Uh, I guess a couple different ways to set this up, but kind of what, what are you thinking? I'll let you kind of start us off. Um, so get a lot of people asking, they're asking like, um, let me do it this way. Let me, let me, let me do one little quick associated thing. Okay. I know that there was tons of stuff on our message board. I know that it got reported or posted elsewhere yesterday. The Caleb Williams thing. Um, okay. Oklahoma quarterback kicked Caleb Williams in the portal, obviously. And... Caleb Williams has been interested in. I mean, I would I, I can verify myself <clears throat> five date schools for sure. It's a decent list of that he's reaching out to at least seeing what's up. I mean, because look, Caleb Williams jumped into the portal to see who was offering the best NIL deal for him. That is what Caleb Williams was doing. Um, <clears throat> not saying that's all that's there because I saw the Eastern Michigan booster said he'd pay him a million dollars, but um, yeah, within reason. The uh, which how is that not a Penalty because that's a grooming inducement. Well, it's interesting. Go ahead. Yeah, but I don't want to get. Let's forget Eastern Michigan for the moment. So anyway, to the best of my, I know that Ole Miss has spoken to Caleb Williams multiple times. Um, being Lane Kiffin, Charlie Wash Jr., recruiting him. Ole Miss clearly. I mean, if Caleb Williams wants to talk, Ole Miss is going to talk to Caleb Williams. Sure. I was told yesterday that Ole Miss has the ability to meet his NIL number. That. Finances is not a problem in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. I had a friend mention it this morning. I think it's a good word for it. What's happened because of the lack of NCAA protocols around recruiting and the ability to make it recruiting inducements with the NIL is that it's no longer recruiting. It's an auction. It was the word that was, that the was word said that I, to me that this was the morning. Word, without you and I even communicating, that's the word that I typed earlier today. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was told I, – so I had a friend say that to me this morning, and I went – yeah, that's the word, because I think before this is over, Caleb Williams will say yes to three different schools at least, seeing what the numbers are, and then he will actually sign somewhere and he will shock a couple schools that thought they had him at that point. 
I think that is almost kind of where it's going is that there's going to be deals of, hey, yeah, yeah, it's great. And then you go, oh, God, he, no, he's, he got twice that from this thing because they said, no, let's make sure. I mean, it, it, it's an auction right now. And I think Caleb Williams is prime evidence of what that what is going on in that way. So I was talking to a national source on Sunday, and we were talking about a number of different things. And kind of out of the blue, Caleb Williams came up because we started talking NIL for a minute. And this is not me criticizing Caleb Williams at all. I mean, hey, get get what you can get, man. Um, because there was this assumption that Caleb Williams would just go to U- USC. And I still kind of think at the end of the day he might go to USC. Mm-hmm. But the fact that USC isn't publicly jumping in doesn't mean a damn thing to me. Um, But that was the word that was used. It was his dad has basically – put up a sign highest bidder and it kind of felt like an auction like there would be rounds of an auction okay we're gonna we have the big first option we got all these people in the room Ole Miss moves into round two and then, yeah, yeah who, who all can meet x okay y- yeah y'all come into this room georgia lsu Ole Miss. and then eventually right, it's right. gonna get into a smaller room a little more intimate setting where you know everybody's having a cocktail and stuff and we're getting down into the nitty-gritty and and, and, I, and I don't think we're there yet and, and Ole Miss might make it that far. And look, Ole Miss might end up getting the guy. I don't know. But it's difficult for me, <clears throat> based on what I was told yesterday, to go, oh, yeah, man, you guys should get excited about Caleb Williams. This is going to happen. Look, I understand the people that were annoyed that we didn't just spill everything we heard. But there's two problems. One, if we said everything we heard yesterday, I, we wouldn't be on the show right now. I'd be having to just type responses on the message board 24 hours a day. <laughs> and then two. <laughs> if our conversation last yo, night God had been broadcast. Yeah. I'm not sure our site would, would still be here today. So, two things. Yes, it is absolutely our job to report, and it's it, it, if it happens, it is relevant news to you. It's also our job to weed through information and see what we believe to be legitimate to a larger purpose and not. Yeah, it's also uh, our job not to embarrass ourselves. Yeah, I mean, so. And not, there, to, not to put you guys through a ridiculous circus that turned out to be. Because I didn't want to post something and then put 47 caveats on it. Of hey, this happened, but 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 it didn't mean not blah 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 blah. Yeah, right come on. So we're just letting it marinate. I just went, yeah, no, we'll need a little more. We're just gonna because here's the well, thing. That's, that's exactly. Duh, right. they've reached out. Duh. Yes, right. I mean the the biggest news that we were actually told or whatever was that. Yeah, like if if that's the number, it's cool. It's 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 handled. But here's the other thing for Caleb Williams is that like visits. If he's going to take visits, he's going to have to do this in in. January. And he's going to have to do it really fast because school starts. What's Ole Miss's first day of class? You know the Ole Miss academic calendar. It's like better than January 21st, 2nd, somewhere in there. So I when's, the, when's the, the drop ad date where if you're not in by that point? I mean. It's usually like a week. Yeah, a week and a half-ish. So, so first of February. So he's got, yeah, he's got a hustle. If he's going to actually go take official visits. Mm-hmm. So anyway, go from there. I just I was going to forget that, and that needed to be yeah. delved out. I just I typed this into my mailbag yesterday, and a couple people caught it. And I didn't even really necessarily mean to make a big issue of it, but I've had people ask me, and so I'll try to answer it. I wrote that it just feels funny. It just feels funny. Everything. So, something around the football program just feels funny. The offensive coordinator left. You sort of did a half-hearted search to replace him. You ended up hiring a guy that you knew. 
the defensive coordinator leaves while you're on vacation and there doesn't appear to be any sense of urgency in terms of replacing him, which could be that they already know who they're replacing. But if that's the case, you probably ought to announce that. Um, you got coaches everywhere looking around. This depends on who you believe about Kevin Smith. If you believe people in Oxford who know Kevin Smith, they'll tell you that Kevin Smith is not going anywhere. If you believe people in the coaching fraternity and, 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 and people at Miami, you think Kevin Smith might be headed to Miami. Uh, Wilson Love, who was a, attached to the hip to Lane Kiffin, is at Oregon now. That's official. Um, you've got all of these portal needs, and there's a ton of them. And yet, it's kind of a, a skeleton crew at the Manning Center right now, sort of conducting work. And like you wrote yesterday, I realize that there's electricity and phones and Wi-Fi all over the place. You can do work from remote locations. We haven't covered an Ole Miss Real quick, person uh, two first years. day of class for Ole Miss, January 18th. Uh, withdrawal date, January 31st. Okay. So go ahead. So everything about this tells me that in a normal world on January the 6th, you would have a sense of urgency. And I don't sense anything resembling a sense of urgency, and it just makes me wonder if there's like ten things going on, up. and every one of them in a vacuum I can explain without a huge deal. Every one I can at least make arguments and go, yeah, okay, whatever. But when all ten are put together, it's like, well, that's weird. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, it 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 it, it, it just it's just something. And you have to be careful when we do this because I'm going to be perfectly honest. Some of the people who tell us things, I don't think they like Lane Kiffin very much. And sometimes bias um, clouds, and it happens the other way. Don't like Lane Kiffin or really love Jeff Levy. Yeah. And then there are people who really love what Lane Kiffin's done to the point that they'll spin everything positively. I mean, things could literally be on fire, and it would be that GIF where the the cartoon character is drinking coffee and says everything's all right, everything's good. It's good. So we get – you have to – you have to weigh all of that, but something just feels off to me. It feels off. That's all. And I'm, and it might just be nothing. It might be, hey, this is just the way he operates, which is completely antithetical to everything that you've ever covered before in your life, and it's going to be fine. Or it could be something, and I don't know. Maybe it's going to work out. Maybe they're going to land Caleb Williams, and they're going to land this linebacker out of Central Michigan. Troy and- Brown. Troy Brown, and they're going to go off to the races, and Zach Evans is coming. He just, for whatever reason, just hasn't decided to do his Instagram live yet, can't get the lighting right. Maybe he's still waiting on an edit. I don't know. He could, I mean, hey, he's, he's an artist. He might be really particular about the edit. He almost certainly He is. might keep sending it back to the dudes and go, you know what, nope, that is, that is not the draft. I mean, he might be the guy with the trash can over here where he's just filled up with paper wads. But there's a part of me that – I told Chase this yesterday. I don't mind saying it. Small alerts are up for some reason. Kind of feel like something's up. Can't help but think that. And maybe it's nothing. And maybe it's maybe it's absolutely nothing. But I can't help but think that something's kind of feels odd about it. Off. And I don't think it's UCLA, by the way. People do this UCLA thing. Number one, that hasn't happened yet, and most people think by the when when that gets to um, nut cutting time mm-hmm. that <clears throat> UCLA is going to cave. 
and they're going to give Kelly what he wants. That's what most people believe. Maybe at 10 days to play that game of chicken, you know, where the cars go at each other. Yeah. And they're kind of doing that right now, and there's enough distance between the two that neither side has this sense of desperation yet. But if UCLA moved on from Chip Kelly in 10 days, Lane Kiffin, outside of his ties to California, doesn't make a ton of sense for them. If you really evaluate that deal, they're going to fire Chip Kelly essentially because they don't have the money or the commitment to give him the long-term deal that he wants. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to turn around and hire a coach who's now making 7.4 or whatever it is from Ole Miss? Yeah. I'm assuming Lane Kiffin's not taking a pay cut. So you're going to fire Chip Kelly to hire a coach at $7.41 million. Let's just say that. that yeah, sure. Number one, that makes no sense. Number two, you're bringing – whoever you bring in at UCLA, you're bringing them in at a time that USC is motivated. They just hired Lincoln Riley. They've got positive momentum. You're going to bring in somebody who's a recruiting grinder well that's not kiffin i mean it's not very clearly not who he is and so i it, it doesn't outside of his ties to la and i get that and i guess his his what he brings to your brand i don't know that lane kiffin to ucla just makes a ton of sense so when people go oh it's the ucla thing and i don't think so and i don't know about you chase but i've had not one person not one person at any point, say, hey, you need to keep an eye on this UCLA. Thing. No, no, nothing. And usually when these things kind of happen, somebody <clears throat> around it, because people love to talk, that's human nature. Yeah, nothing. Somebody around it goes, hey, you need to keep an eye on this. Mm -mm. No. Because they know that a decision date has to come here soon. I mean, they got contract stuff, the whole deal, and no, nothing. Yeah. And in fact, and I have no idea who it is, but I don't think it's Kiffin. I, I've heard people who are fairly educated with the dynamics of UCLA, and I am not, um, say that they, they think UCLA has somebody in mind. And based on what I've heard, it's a younger, cheaper, hungrier person. Because you better hire a grinder. Could they get Wilcox? He would make some sense there. He would, he would make some sense there, and he might do a good job there. Knows yeah. the league, is a grinder. <clears throat> it's a better job than Cal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cal's a terrible job. Right <clears throat> yeah. Cal's an awful job right now. Maybe the worst job in the in the big Power Five. Oh. It's in the mix. Yeah. Probably fair. I mean, I'd rather coach Arizona right now than Cal. Oh, yeah, no, not even. And Arizona's an awful job. They suck. I'm trying to think of a worse job. I mean, Vanderbilt's a really bad job. Washington State's a bad job. Yeah, but people have won there. Yeah. And the guy that's there right now is doing a pretty good job. Well, they just hired him because they fired the other guy. For yeah, COVID. but Rolovich was doing a good job before yeah. the whole yeah, vaccine same. thingy. I know this is true to a point, but I do think it's overplayed a little bit. Chet makes the thing, and I mean, I'm not picking on him because this people have a lot of this thought. They said Oxford elites don't like Kiffin because – um, they can't name drop him as sort of access. There is some truth to there that. There is a truth to that, sure. but it goes beyond that. It does. Any school in the country is going to expect 
because Saban does this at a really and, I, and I, we always talk about Saban because he's the gold standard, not because you should compare everybody to Saban necessarily. But there is a certain amount of just buy-in. It's not even necessarily the access or hey, come hang out or I'm going to go fishing or golfing with you. It's just you're a member of the community mm-hmm. or the ecosystem is probably the better word. Because I don't even mean like community, like hey, go to the restaurants and go light the Christmas tree. Just that you're kind of there, that you feel there. And I think a lot of it is not even necessarily about individual stuff for Oxford people. It's just, can you just sort of act like you freaking kind of don't hate the place? Well, to kind of support uh, what Chet's saying here, yeah. when Saban first got to Alabama, this, this exact same deal was there. The difference was, not only did he win big right away, in the same way that Kiffin has, frankly, they had two their two, first two seasons – in Tuscaloosa and Oxford have a lot of similarities. They mirror a lot, yeah. Now, the difference was immediately at Alabama, they started recruiting at a, like, oh, here's a five-star. You have a five-star. Here's a five-star. Kind of that kind of deal. And that Ole Miss hasn't done that yet. And that's part of the difference. But but Chet's not Chet's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. It's just deeper than that. It is it deeper is, than it, that. It is yeah. deeper than that. It is, it's deeper than that. It, it's a, To me, it's an overall tone more than it is a lot of individual things. At a time where we said you're you're asking people for a lot of money in so many places. Well, look, I'm not saying this is right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've I've never had a conversation with Lane Kiffin where I've said, "Hey, do you like Oxford? Do you like Ole Miss? Do you like the people?" I have no idea. But I think the sense around Saban in the early days in Alabama was that he just didn't care. It was just a job. <coughs> this is his program. This is his kingdom. By God, stay the hell out of it. Leave me alone. I'm about to get this thing rolling. Sure. I don't really I don't really care about you people. Yeah. I'm doing this. There's a sense here that it's not only I don't really care about you people, but it's I don't really like you people. Yeah, and I have no idea if it's true or not. And I don't either. None. I'm not saying and yeah. I'm going to be very clear. We are not saying that. Yeah, but that's what some people here think. There's and that there's a difference, but I don't know, but I that's there's there's some it's complicated, like a lot. It's very like complicated. most things in life. It's not black or white. Well, and also, it's the thing we do all the time with everything is, well, here's what this group of people think. Well, they don't all think the same damn thing. No, like, there's not. not a group of 150 people, and you go, well, they're all united under this thing. Well, no, one guy probably is pissed off about golf, and one guy is probably pissed off about this, and one guy is probably just pissed off in general. Like, it, whatever. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, it's, And some of them, again, would die for the man right now. Sure. So, it, it's it's... It's everywhere. It's, you know. I think people just, I, I mean, I, it, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It, <clears throat> it's. Go ahead. These people that, what's, what's interesting to me is the apparent lack of urgency. Which tells me that he knows something. Either that something's about to happen or that he knows, hey, I got this worked out. It's yeah, all good, good or bad. Yeah, I got it worked out. I'm good. I'm not panicked. Because here's why. Nothing that I've seen in the last two years from Lane Kiffin tells me that he tolerates losing. Nothing. This is not a guy that you strikes you as, yeah, you know what, he's at the end of his road. He doesn't really care anymore. He's kind of lost his taste for it. Like at the end with Houston Nutt, in fairness to Houston, I don't think the losing killed Houston. I don't. I think he accepted it. I think he kind of thought, you know what, I never say this out loud, but I – I've had a good run. I don't sense that with Kiffin. So 
the idea that all your coaches are leaving and you're not really worried about it, that you're not winning on the recruiting trail the way that you need to, that you're not dominating the portal the way that I think that, you, that was the plan, and yet, hey, I'm just going to hang out on vacation. It's all good. I'll come back, and it'll, it'll be what it'll be. Lane Kiffin doesn't strike me as the guy that goes 5-7 and seven with – six 27 point losses and goes it's all cool i i think that no, would, no, i think no. that would consume him from the inside yeah i mean this is a guy that loses the sugar bowl the other night with his quarterback going down eight plays into the first quarter and he talks about hey i'm not going to sit here and tell you this was a great season we didn't finish it was you know i mean that, that's who he is yeah i mean it's very possible he goes well i mean um it's a dead period i've got a call on use computer anyway so who gives a damn if i'm doing it from sure fazio drive or from the bahamas i mean like sure Pairs. Like, uh, I think that's a lot of it. I mean, and it's valid. I mean, it's what I, when I posted that yesterday, everybody kept asking, so I just told you where he was. But I really had very little intent beyond it, but it was just a matter of, yeah, there's electricity, there's phones. I'm like, I, I don't, I'm not saying it's whatever. I'm just saying. So. Doors rules. This is interesting. Sure. This is a, a, we're about to enter the part of the year where we have to kind of search for things. Mm-hmm. We want to do this one day. Do a what if show. Okay. A what if Nick Brazel catches that ball against BYU? Because Ole Miss would have beaten BYU that day to open was the that, season. Was that 11? Yeah. 11. What if? Is it any different? The culture clash of all those BYU fans in Oxford. Of the, was, anyway. No, they still sucked. Like, they just have one more win. I mean, I'll run through their schedule in a minute, but no. It's, 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 <laughs> we'll it's, do it another day. Yeah. But it, it's, it's. Okay. Yeah. Table. That was a. That was a game that they were really focused on, and then when they lost it, it felt like. Phew. No, that's true. And then two weeks later, it went to hell. Was that Vanderbilt? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It went to hell. Thirty to nothing at one point to Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah. Dante caught a pass later for a touchdown. <laughs> I do remember people trying to spin that game. <laughs> yes, I was like, "Come on, fellas." Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, podcast brought to you in part by Johnston Hill Creamery. Just an update. If you're headed by today, they are closed today. They will reopen tomorrow. It's right there on White Oak Lane. Sweet B off Molly Bar in Oxford, 662-419-9201. JohnstonHillCreamery.com. They've got the uh, the Mississippi Shake is back. It is their Havarti-style cheese with deal. They've got plenty of different options here. Again, all their, ha- their cheeses made in-house here in Oxford. They all uh, offer brown dairy farm milk as one of their ingredients in those you can go check them out. You can see all their add-on items and much, much more, including uh, maybe get a little cheese class going, charcuterie plates, artisanal cheese trays, all those things. They'll teach you about them. They'll give you something to take home and much more. JohnstonHillCreamery.com. Again, right at our Wadi Lane Cheese at JohnstonHillCreamery.com, 662-419-9201. We're also brought to you by Opa, Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square. Delicious menu featuring gyros, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, lamb chops, and more. Uh, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio, all of that at 306 South Lamar, just south just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. Uh, brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving <clears> you for <throat> all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. What are your goals for uh, the year 2022? Does your company need hard-to-find talent to meet those goals? Maybe uh, you're personally seeking a career change. Let this be your year to make the change, and your first step needs to be to contact Service Specialist Employment Agency. 
They are the oldest employment agency in Mississippi. They recruit in all industries. Remember, there's nothing to lose by reaching out. There's no cost to you as a candidate. Everything is kept confidential. Service Specialist wishes you and your company a successful 2022. You can contact them at 662-832-5138. And don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth and let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Uh, <clears throat> so... We talked to maybe we didn't. I don't know. Maybe you and I were just talking about it off air. I don't remember what it gets recorded and what doesn't. Um, thank God, what doesn't get recorded? No doubt. Uh, there was about thirty minutes last night. Woo! All day yesterday. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good point. Because I was busy doing something, and Neil calls me. I don't answer, and you're like, send me a text to me. I'm like, what the? Like somebody die? I call you back, and you're like, who's blah blah blah? And I was like, and I'm, you're like, oh hell, like whatever. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like <laughs> whatever. Wow. <laughs> <Like, laughs> uh. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, it's been obviously in the news pretty good this year. He's played fairly well. You know, golf has that player impact program where they hand out all the money for just being known in the social media space. Aaron Rodgers would win all the money right now because yes. he is the most known player by far in a social media space. Absolutely, um, having a great season. So the dude for ProFootballTalk dot com, um, his name is Hub Arkish. Chicago based reporter. Mm-hmm. He has one of the 50 votes for the Associated Press Most Valuable Player Award. So and he's a big J journalist. Big J journalist, okay. except for he works for, I'm oh, sorry, Pro Football Weekly, not Pro Football Talk. Pro Football Weekly, and then he is a Chicago area media, does some other blah, blah, blah. So um, on. He was on 670 the he score. He was on 670 the score. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Yep. And I'm looking for his exact quote. I had it here. I just have to, uh, to find it. Uh, his exact quote is this. Says I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and your organization, your fan base, the way he did, and be the most valuable player. Has he been the most valuable on the field? Yeah, you can make that argument, but I don't think he's clearly that much more valuable than Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup or even Tom Brady from where I sit. The rest of it is why he's not going to be my choice. He adds, "I just think the way he's carried himself is inappropriate. I just think he's a bad guy, and I don't think a bad guy can be the most valuable player guy, most valuable guy at the same time." Um, Aaron Rodgers yesterday, he uh, is asked about it during his media conferences, which have become must viewing. I mean, we talked about this last week, just kind of in passing, that I feel like Rodgers has shot away from nothing, and every single week has been something of at least note. Um, as of course, he it, sits it, there, he listens to the questions, and, and he then answers he answers it. them, and it's great. And he has the ultimate capital to do that because the Packers go, "Hey, you're throwing touchdowns. You say whatever the hell you want. All good." It, which not to get off the thing. It's what so many people miss about life, not even college, not even professional sports, but life, is the better you are, the more shit people put up with. If you're just barely hanging on, yeah, you can't do it. That second that second string quarterback, yeah, you're cut if you even look right. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, it'd take a lot right now for Green Bay to go, you know what, that's too far. His too far is way over there at this uh, at this point. So Rodgers says, I think he's a bum. That's how he begins his uh, his thing. I think he's an absolute bomb. He doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments. 
I listened to the comments, but to say he had his mind made up in the summertime in the offseason that I had zero chance of winning MVP, in my opinion, to exclude future votes. His problem isn't with me being a bad guy or the biggest shirt jerk. He doesn't know me. His problem is that I'm not vaccinated. So if he wants to go on a crusade and collude and come up with an extra letter to put on the award just for this season and make it the most valuable vaccinated <laughs> player, then he should do that. But he's a bum, and I'm not going to waste any time worrying about that stuff. He has no idea who I am. He's never talked to me in his life. Um, so the, the reporter has subsequently come out with an apology. He has, yes. He, yes. he has backed off in a number of ways. What I found interesting about this, and it's why in a lot of ways I don't think that um, – that's why I don't think media should have votes. I don't. I don't really care who votes, but I think it's dumb if we put a lot of importance on media voting for things. It's 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 ridiculous. There are biases and there's all sorts of stuff in a ton of ways that, that makes no sense. So, it it's it's just the funny part of this is that suddenly this is as they said in the stream humanitarian award because look, there's good there's good guys and bad guys in football and coaching and journalism and weathermen and garbage collectors. I mean, it, it, it pretty much runs the gamut of good dudes and bad dudes all the time. If we're starting to hand awards to people who present as really good people, then we're changing a lot about awards in general. This is completely and utterly stupid. It's why Kurt Schilling's not in the Hall of Fame right now. Um, it, 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 it's... We've now jumped the shark on combining charitable endeavors with uh, with your athletic abilities to do whatever it is that you're being for at that point. Our field sucks. That's fair. The media sucks. Aaron Rodgers said months ago this was going to happen, and then it happened. He's still going to win. Well, I, mean, I would certainly hope so. He's, he's, the MVP. he's the most valuable player of the league. Take Aaron Rodgers off the Packers, and good luck. I would vote him one and Cooper Cup two. Yeah, I, I don't even my, – my ballot would just be Rodgers. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor's had a hell of a year. Sure. But – He plays the hardest position in probably professional and sports. And maybe professional sports. And he excels at it. He's taken a team that's good. If you took him off that team and put an average quarterback on that team, they'd be average. Mm-hmm. He's great. And he's exactly right. The reason that reporter is upset is because Aaron Rodgers is not vaccinated. And I said this on Twitter yesterday. As a Cubs fan, I hope that somebody punishes Cubs fandom the way that Aaron Rodgers has punished the Packers. Please. Carlos Correa, if you want to punish us this way, I'm, I'm in. It's, this is insanity. Frankly, the, the guy should lose his vote. Should take it away. Actually, my gut is he ends up voting for him now. Oh, no, no, no. You don't think so? Oh, no. The way he apologized and came off oh, yesterday. Oh, come on. Ian Rappaport yesterday about Novak Djokovic. Well, you could get vaccinated. We just refuse to even play the game at all. We refuse. Our field, for the most part, refuses to even acknowledge that, hey, over the last 22 months, we've just gotten a lot of this shit wrong. That's why Joe Rogan's, no matter what you think of Rogan, look at his ratings, Chase. Rogan's audience is bigger than CNN's and MSNBC's combined. Fox News has fallen off. All the TV people have fallen off. The populace is smarter than we in the media give them credit for. And they go find the news. Yeah, everything's become more niche, too. I mean, thank God. We appreciate all of you. Yeah, but- sure. 
Yeah. People, I mean, not to get into a whole vaccine thing, and again, I'm vaccinated. But look at Novak Djokovic. Just look at him. Look at the dude. Tell me why he needs to worry about it. Look at the statistics on who gets hospitalized and who dies. And then look at Novak Djokovic. Because if you watch one of his games, he'll eventually change shirts or something, and you'll see his body. If Novak Djokovic is dying of COVID, we're all gone, baby. Why we can't admit that is beyond me. Why we can't look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers and go, hey, okay, cool. You know, he 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 treated his uh, his COVID his own way. Aaron Rodgers, how old? 37? We looked this up the other day. He was a little older than I thought he was, but sure, that sounds good. Without Aaron Rodgers is, is very fit, takes great care of his body. 38. 38 years old. He's he and I share a birth. We were born the same day. Well, you're God, that, then he's born the same day because you're hundreds of years old right now. I mean, you've you, every day's your birthday. Yeah, I did not realize that. Okay, he Aaron Rodgers is fine. We spend all this time gnashing our teeth about where whether Aaron Rodgers, a 38 year old, incredibly fit young man, gets vaccinated or not. What are we doing? That is that is we as a media revealing. Our total bias, our lean, and everything. And we're angry. Truth is, truth is, the media got mad when Aaron Rodgers didn't get sick. That's the truth. When Aaron Rodgers got COVID and treated it his own way and he was fine, the media got pissed off. That's why they sat in there and said, oh, you know, you should. He, he came in here without a mask. Stop. Shut up. The guy should lose his vote. But you're exactly right. This should be a, a call for the NFL to go, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take over. We're going to start a committee of 50 former players and former coaches and let them vote on who the best player is. Mm-hmm. Who's the most valuable player? We're not going to do this with the media anymore. You're out. Yeah. I don't make a good point. Tiger Woods is technically a bad guy, but he celebrated as a god. He was a bad guy at one point. I think he's actually been a hell of a redemption story. Sure. Sure. But From he, the lens of what everybody calls whatever, the morality of police. But when, when Tiger Woods was being a bad guy, so to speak, yeah. he was still the best golfer in the world. Yeah, still won. So would you, would you if you were voting? Yeah. You know, Did you vote not voting player of the year? I, I mean, mean like, why not? Yeah. I mean, because he was the best player. I mean, you're right. Look, Kurt Schilling's kind of nuts. He's nuts, yeah. But Kurt Schilling had an MVP career. I mean, a, a Hall of Fame career. He did. Yeah, steroid stuff, sure. I mean, because frankly, I'm the guy who thinks Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, I'm kind of liberal with my Hall of Fame votes, frankly. I mean, I, 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 I he has 4,280 and 56 hits. I think well, I mean, I can't in. justify Barry Bonds not being in the Hall of Fame. I mean, Barry Bonds was a Hall of Fame player. Yeah. The whole Barry Bonds is the Hall of Stupidity because he was a Hall of Fame player prior to the steroids. Yeah. But he's human. Yeah, sure. You know, he had a human moment when, when he saw... McGuire and Sosa, two players who were nowhere near as good as he was, getting all of the attention. And he wanted some of that attention. Yeah. Yes, Asa Hutchinson and Aiden Hutchinson in, in New York, yes. 
See, I didn't know. I called him the Arkansas mayor, I mean, governor, too, for a second there. You go. there. Yeah. It's getting, getting mixed up. It just, it's silly. He's the best player. And his, this was, he's exact, everything in his quote is exactly right. Everything in that quote is exactly right. It's not about, oh, he's a bad guy. How do you call somebody a bad guy if you've never met them? Based on what? Yeah. Bonds is a Hall of Famer. A Rod's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, but I mean, seriously, based on what? What would? You, how do you? Because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good about this. I'll I'll tell somebody freely. I don't know the guy. How can I? I, I don't know him. I, I've no. I, I have. I might have a perception of someone, but if I don't know them, I've never had a conversation with. Them. How, how could I say? How could you say if you've never met Aaron Rodgers that he's a bad guy? He's a bad bad person. Based on what? This was all about his vaccination yeah, staff. This and he has a weird family situation. Okay, I'm not holding that against him. I'm not changing well, his football like, state. Like with most anything. Yeah, I'm gonna throw, I mean, I always say this when people are like, oh, you know, like a couple gets divorced. There's two sides to that story. Mm-hmm. If you talked to both people individually, you would get a different picture of what happened. And then that's none of my damn business. What happened with Aaron Rodgers and his family is none of my business. It's not impacting me at all. And neither is his vaccination status. So when you're voting for the MVP, you should be voting for who's the most valuable football player. It shouldn't matter to you whether guys are vaccinated. And frankly, do we know for sure that Cooper Cup is vaccinated? Did you see the needle go into his arm? Or are you just assuming that he was? I don't know. And and here's the point. I don't care. Right. Because what we should know after 22 months of this craziness is that people like Cooper Cup and Aaron Rodgers and Novak Djokovic, and who was the other guy you mentioned, Taylor? Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, they're not dying of COVID. They're not. They're just not. Because if they were, if people like that were dropping dead of COVID, the national, the worldwide panic would be completely different than what it is. Yeah, People wouldn't be cramming bars in New Orleans and all over the place at, at New Year's for bowl games and stuff. They wouldn't. If people like that, if dudes who look like Novak Djokovic were dying of COVID, we would all have a completely different view. But after two years, we now know that they don't. That was all about vaccination status. That was all about his political leanings, 100%. Anybody who wants to get mad at me and call this a political rant, go for it. I'm, I'm right. And raise guys to uh, tonight. We'll be back with you uh, 7 o'clock for, uh, for that one, whatever happens today, whatever you guys want to talk about. It's up to you. We'll uh, – be back with you for uh, for that. I think the weather is pretty good all day, but sorry, the weather's not good. I don't think we're getting a lot of freezing rain. As the no, it's going to clear out and just so, get cold. Yeah, it's just going to be cold. It's going to be all right. So hope all you have a wonderful day. We'll uh, talk to you on the other side of that. Check RebelGrove.com in the meantime. Appreciate everybody in the stream and listening, and we'll see you again in uh, about 10 hours. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League.
Listen wherever you get your podcasts.